Hello and welcome to the Dear Future Self podcast with your host, Zoe Longford-Brown. This is a podcast where you get clarity on what you need to do to reach your health and fitness goals without diet culture. It's been almost five years since I founded my coaching business, Zoe Rose Fitness, which specializes in helping women to find their love of exercise and feel the happiest and healthiest they've ever felt. Our mission is to help as many women as we can and provide you with weekly episodes designed to educate, motivate, and inspire you to improve your health and well-being. I know through personal experience that this isn't always a straightforward journey, which is why I believe the work comes from looking after your future self. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode of Dear Future Self. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Dear Future Self podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to create healthy habits in autumn slash winter. Now, why I've decided to talk about this is because firstly, it is the seasons that we are into and it's going to be getting colder. It's already getting darker. So we're edging towards winter. And I've mentioned this before on some previous episodes but it is harder. It can be a lot harder when we are thinking about our health, when we're thinking about our wellness. And especially if you are thinking about creating these healthy habits, it can be just that bit harder. And I wanted to talk about that and also give you some really, really practical advice if you are really working towards whatever goal it is you are working towards, how it is that we can move forward from this. So let's firstly think about why it's harder. (laughs) There are a couple of reasons. Firstly, it can be a really busy time of year. We are in quarter four, and I know quarter four for a lot of people, depending on what job it is you do, can be extremely busy. The lead up to Christmas is exceptionally busy for a lot of people at work. And if it's not work, normally social events. How many times have you said to friends and family, we'll catch up before Christmas, we'll make sure we do something before Christmas. And then we realise there aren't that many free weekends before Christmas and it can get very, very busy. So this means that having time for ourselves and having time to work towards things that we want to be doing can be that bit more difficult. The other thing as well is our mood can be greatly affected by the change in seasons and also the darkness that we experience. So it can just be feeling slightly, you know, slightly harder to get up, maybe feeling less motivated because it's colder outside, it's wet, it's a bit miserable. These things can make it all harder. And on a practical level as well, if we think about getting out for a walk or if you wanted to do an evening run or even a morning run, we don't particularly want to be running when it's dark unless you know somewhere that's very safe. So that can have a practical aspect as well. Another thing to be aware of is SAD. You may have heard of SAD, you probably have before. It's seasonal affective disorder. And this can be surprisingly common. I know it's getting talked about more and more, but I think it should be talked about even more because we can experience it and not really realize it. So basically what it is, is it's also called a winter depression. It can leave you feeling very, very low, very low on energy, low on motivation, feeling hungry all the time or even put off by food. There can be lots of things very similar to depression that can happen. But the difference is with SAD, seasonal affective disorder, is that it usually goes away in the summer months and then comes 
more apparent in the winter months. So that's when you can know that it's maybe just not depression, it's maybe sad if you do experience these things. And there's lots and lots of ways, there's lots of treatments out there that you can do. There's lifestyle measures such as exercise, nutrition, getting good sleep, stress management, all the lovely things that we know we need to be doing. But also things like light therapy can be extremely useful. I actually have a Lumi light box. It's a vitamin L Lumi light box that I keep at my desk and I find this really beneficial in the winter months just for getting that extra light as well and it's getting up to natural daylight when we can that is super important but if you are really really struggling please do reach out to your doctor and gp and the nhs has some really great advice as well and what i'll do is i'll link that into the show notes if you wanted to read a little bit more to see if this is maybe something that is affecting you so you can help get treatment for it now we've gone through all the reasons why it's harder, which we all know, let's talk about why it's actually really, really important, even more so important, in my opinion, to really look after yourself during this time. This period in our lives can be stressful. There is a lot going on. The feelings of kind of hibernation can come up, but it can also leave us feeling very low if we think about coming into January, that's when a lot of people, myself included, can struggle. So if we can really put our health, our wellness first during this period, it's going to really support us through these winter months and make sure that we have some really, really brilliant habits already in place so that when it gets even more difficult, we are approaching it in the best possible way. We are approaching it feeling the best we possibly can. It can make a huge difference. And what I kind of, what we specialize in at Zoe Rose Fitness is long-term goals. It's not about a short-term quick fix. Let's put a plaster on it and there you go. You'll feel great for a a little bit. It's all about the long term. It is all about how are you going to feel a year from now, five years from now, are these habits that are going to sustain you? If you are asking if now is a good time to start, I am saying absolutely, absolutely. Don't get put off. Don't get into that mindset of, oh, I'll start in January or I'll start then. Think about small things that we can do now because All of your habits should be able to support you during busier periods, during more difficult periods. In fact, they can be even more important. And what I'm going to do in kind of the next part of this podcast is talk a bit more about all the things that we need to be doing. I'm going to be doing it on a very generic basis because obviously I don't know exactly what your goals are. But for the majority of goals, for the majority of people I speak to, there are some really, really key fundamental things that we need to be doing. So I'm going to explain how you can build healthy habits, particularly in autumn and winter, that are going to support you and going to support you moving forwards. What you need to think about if we think about your health, your wellness, everything as a whole, is five different components. The first one is exercise. The second one is nutrition. The third one is sleep. Fourth one is stress management. And you can also put kind of mental health in brackets as well for that one. And the fifth and final one is movement. Exercise is self-explanatory. We know that we should all be doing some form of exercise to stay healthy. Nutrition is what we fuel our bodies with. Is that something that's supporting us and supporting our goals? Sleep, and I'm talking about quality and quantity. Stress management is what are you doing to handle the stresses that life throws at us, whether we like it or not, what are you doing 
outside of work, outside of other, you know, stress family commitments to help you feel as good as you possibly can, to help you have good mental health, manage your mental health as best you can. And finally, movement. Now, when I mean movement, I mean movement outside your set exercise. We all have our exercise that we go to do, but the more we can move around during the day, the more we can add that into the day, the better things can be. And sometimes as well, if you maybe have a job where you're on a feet a lot or you have kids and you're running around all the time, it's not something you need to think about as much. You probably really think, gosh, when when am I next going to be able to sit down? (laughs) But for people that maybe work in an office or spend long periods of time sitting, it's something that you really, really do want to think about. Let's dig a little bit deeper into each of these parts and think about what healthy habits in this autumn and winter we can really, really build and make sure it becomes the habit that you can stick with. So let's think about exercise. A question I want to ask you is what will motivate you? What will motivate you to exercise? Because it's going to be different for everybody listening to this. Sometimes it's just the feeling afterwards, sometimes it's your goals, but quite often that isn't enough because we don't go to the gym and look in the mirror when we get back and suddenly look different. It doesn't work like that. It's a longer term commitment that you need to do before you can feel or see any of the results. So you have to think about what's going to motivate you on a daily basis rather than I'm only going to feel motivated if I get results because you're going to feel very demotivated a lot of days because it takes a while for us to build up and get these results. They will happen as long as you're consistent, but we've got to think about how we can get there. Let's think about this winter period. What's going to motivate you to go and do it? Is being part of a community important to you? If the answer is yes, you can either find these online. I know I have one for the Zumba class that I do and for the clients that we have. But if getting somewhere physical and seeing people, maybe you work from home and it's you and your laptop all day and actually getting out and going into a gym, booking a class, finding a supportive community, if you're like, actually, that's going to be much more important to me, then that is something that you need to focus on. There are loads of wonderful, wonderful gyms out there who've created fabulous communities for their members that you know that you can make friends, you can go and you can just have a really good time and just see your friends. That's something that can be really beneficial. If you're not sure about where to find one, you know, it doesn't need to be the bog standard gyms. Some of these gyms can have really good communities and so we talk about the gym, pure gym, that kind of thing. Some of them do, but a lot of them don't because they're very larger scale. But if you look for a more privately owned gym, there can be lots of really, really wonderful communities that are built there that's all very supportive and all really motivational. And then what you can do is find one that's going to work for you. Maybe go to a few taster classes, meet the instructors, check it's for you, check you like the people, check you like the vibe, and then sign up to a membership and book into all the classes. So once you've done that, you're like, right, I've booked, I've paid, I need to do this. (laughs) That can be something that can be really, really motivating for a lot of people because it's like, well, I've booked him all my classes. I want to go. And when you're lying on the sofa going, I really don't want to, you know, it's like, well, I can't cancel because I've already paid for it. Let's go and do it. That can be really good. And I think getting outside and doing something and even that travel to the gym, I went to a Zumba class 
at the studio where I PT at in Edinburgh. It's called Fitness Hot. Wonderful. And the environment in there is absolutely fantastic. It is so good. And it was a very, very dark, miserable day. But as soon as you get inside, the disco lights are on, you're with people, we're all smiling, we're all dancing. It's amazing what a mood booster it can be. So that could be something that if you think that will motivate you, I'd try and find something in your area. Now, I am very, very aware, and to be honest, for the majority of clients that we work with, this isn't something that either one motivates you to do, or two is feasible for you because time is an issue. We do all struggle with time and going somewhere, getting to somewhere adds an extra obstacle for that time. So there are plenty of other things that you can do and it's all about making it time efficient. So if that cuts out the travel, that needs to cut out the travel and you can do some great home workouts. So what I would say if you really want to make sure that you can get some healthy habits in with your workouts is to create yourself a schedule. And if you can, if it's possible within your house, to create a little workout designated space or even a space where you simply put your mat and maybe some weights, resistance bands, whatever it is that you use into a corner and you get out and you get it ready. That is something that can be really, really good. And find a time of day that is going to work for you to do it. For a lot of people, I think in the morning before they sit down at their desk for work can be a brilliant time because often if we've logged into their emails or logged into your emails, I know this firsthand experience, as soon as you've logged in, as soon as you've opened them up and you say, right, I'm going to work out lunchtime. Yeah, well, such and such needs meal. There's this, oh, look, at there's this meeting. But if you've got that space for you and you know maybe you're a little bit of a workaholic, you know that your times can maybe run longer than you'd like, this can be something that can work really well for you to do it in the morning. And sometimes if you're really smart, it doesn't need to take that much time at all. And sometimes with what we've managed with clients, you don't actually need to get up any earlier. You just have to be a bit more organized the night before. You can maybe have a quicker breakfast, things like overnight oats, you know, all these lovely things that you can make before so you can save some time. You're still getting the same amount of sleep, which is very important, but you're able to go and exercise for 20 to 30 minutes, which is going to really, really help you getting closer to your goals. So have a think about that and have a think about for exercise, what is going to work for me? What time of day will work for me? And how am I going to structure that? Because quite often when we think about exercise, I'd say a good 50, 60, depending on our mood, can be 70, 80% of the time. We think, I don't really want to do this. There's plenty of other more comfortable things like sofa, lying in bed, even sometimes sitting on our desk and doing some work. But once we've done it, we feel so, so much better. And that's what I want you to hang on to. And even if you need to create something, stick it on the wall saying you will feel better after you've done this, make sure that that is something that you do. So there's a couple of ideas for you exercise-wise on what you can do. And if you do suffer with SAD and maybe you get a light for one of those light therapies, a brilliant thing you can do is get your light, turn it on, 20 to 30 minute workout, you have really, really done such a good thing to boost your mood. And I promise you by the end of it, you will be feeling better. So for your workouts, you do want to be aiming to do strength training and some form of cardio, but how that looks to you completely depends on your goals. I won't go into that too much on this episode because there's still quite a lot to cover, 
oh, that's something that I can talk more into in future episodes. And you can always message me as well if you want to know what exactly it is that you need to do to reach your goals. And I can talk you through exactly what the breakdown of workouts would look like. The next thing we need to think about building healthy habits for is your nutrition. What we really want to be doing is eating balanced and making sure that you are getting enough of the good stuff that is going to keep you feeling energize your body working efficiently often I see very very much push in the fitness industry is just focusing on the numbers now don't get me wrong numbers can have an importance obviously the amount of energy that we are taking in we've got to make sure there's a healthy balance of that or else it can lead to problems and obviously not being able to get closer to our goals but you don't want to neglect the nutrients and just focus on numbers because you can eat numbers. And I've seen this time and time again of people that I've spoken to said, I'm so frustrated. I'm, you know, I'm having X amount of numbers that I'm eating and I'm not getting any results and I feel like crap. And the reason is one, not getting enough vitamins, minerals, all of the good stuff. Two, it's normally a lot of processed food and it's really been harmful for the gut microbiome. And as well, what can happen when you're just solely focused on that, you do really go for the package more process items because they're a lot easier to track and they just aren't really as good for us as other things. They can, you know, have a high quality of salt, a lot more additives, a lot more processed things, and that's not overall making us feel good. So really thinking about, right, it's winter. I need to be making sure that I am getting some really goodness into my body to make me feel as good as I can, to make sure my gut's working properly, to have the energy. That is when you're going to start to feel a lot, lot better. So these can be very simple habits that you can build. And I'm going to talk you through a couple of really simple ones for you to think about. The first thing can be, we'll talk about hydration. The first drink that you have in the morning is a glass of water. Then you can enjoy your caffeinated beverage, but the first thing that you're doing is you're hydrating before you're caffeinating. So that can be a really, really good tip of just helping you get more water in, helping you with your energy levels, because when we do wake up, we are dehydrated. So we are getting that water in before we put any caffeine in. That can be such a great habit to get into. The second thing that I would say is a really good one to do is focus on where you can add more fruit and veg. Can that be in the morning with your breakfast, with your lunch? This is really, really going to help you have that healthy gut, get all of the good stuff you need, get your body to work well. It is such, such a great thing to do and they can be really healthy ways to do it. And I think often because of diet culture and also because various different things in the industry we go well I don't want to add stuff in but we've got to remember that adding stuff can be goodness as when we're adding goodness it allows things to happen allows the good things to happen so I definitely think about what it is you're eating and how you're enjoying your food so you can make sure that you are doing everything that you can 
to feel as good as you can and also can make some small little efforts to try new winter recipes, try new things that maybe would motivate you nutrition wise. You know, is it maybe doing a bit more home baking and swapping out various things instead of buying something or is it making soups packed with veg and really enjoying them? There's loads of different things you can do, but definitely have a think about that and a think about what you can do to feel a lot better with it. I'm going to talk about sleep next. And I really, really, really want you to make this a priority. It needs to be a priority. There is not a single fitness goal I can think of that would be negatively impacted by getting more sleep. In fact, just nothing in life. (laughs) Everything feels better when we get more sleep. Your body works better when you get more sleep. And you know, it's going to be a lot easier. So if you get anything out of this podcast, anything out of listening to this podcast, please prioritize your sleep. It is something that is so, so important for you and important for your body. So really, really make it a priority. Even if you just really focused on, there are the magic eight hours that we do talk about, but obviously everybody is slightly different. So it's finding what works for you. And also being kind to yourself. If you have a baby if you have a toddler (laughs) they make sleep a lot more difficult as we know so you might be trying your very very best to get sleep and it's not working because you have a small person who is not letting that happen at the moment so being kind to yourself and knowing that actually everything is a little bit more difficult so maybe can I get a nap in when I can or you know today might be a little bit tougher but I'm just going to be really kind to myself things will get easier but where you can really make it a priority and what can be a really good thing to do is setting up a bedtime routine and staying off technology where you can at least half an hour even better because a full hour before you want to be asleep to give your body that chance to wind down this can really impact the quality as well so if you struggle to fall asleep think about what you are doing directly before you try and fall asleep so if it's with a screen maybe it's on social media maybe it's watching tv can you do something like maybe have a bath or have some reading or just have some mindfulness just before you wind down and get into bed that can be something that can be very beneficial so think about that and don't feel bad for needing more sleep allow your body to have it and then watch how much more motivated you feel watch how much easier it is to exercise how much easier it is to make healthier food choices so that can be your secret weapon the next thing I'm going to speak about is stress management. This is what are you doing for you? What are you doing to unwind for the day? Exercise can be a great way of doing this, but mindfulness can also be very important. So life is stressful. We know that. I've mentioned that before. We all have different stresses in in our lives and it's thinking about ways that we can deal with them for ourselves and different things will work well for different people. So it's not about thinking about, oh, this works for someone. It's actually thinking, right, what would work for me? What is going to work better for me in this moment? And it's allowing yourself time just to sit, breathe and be. And actually scrolling social media isn't really something that's going to help relax you at all. So it's other things for this. Is it meditation? Is it coloring? Is it doing crafting? Is it reading? It's these sorts of things. You can really try and schedule them into your day. It can feel a little bit, let's say a lot rather than a little bit (laughs) difficult 
especially when we are so busy. We have a lot of things that we need to do. You're like, well, where on earth am I going to get time for me? But it can be really simple. It can be adding one minute of meditation before your workout or one minute of meditation after. It can be reading a book before you go to bed. It can be doing a coloring book at lunchtime instead of watching TV. It can be these little small things that can really, really make an impact. So think about what actually relaxes me, what makes me feel good and hanging out with friends and talking as well. These are all things that really can help us with our stress management too. Finally, I want you to think about your movement. And as I said before, this is outside of your exercise. How much are you moving around? And also when we're thinking specifically about the winter months, how can you expose yourself to more natural light? Does this mean having a lunchtime walk? So you're getting out during that time of the day where you can be like, right, okay, this is me. Here's some natural light. Let's go. That's going to be really nice and good for the body. So that is definitely something to think about. And just adding it in in general, how can we get the body moving a bit more? Choosing the option of walking rather than driving where we can, taking the stairs instead of the elevator, all of these small things. You can even really commit yourself to doing that at work. Obviously, it depends where you work and how tall the top floor is. But, you know, if it's 10 floors up, you maybe don't want to be arriving for a meeting or sweaty. But (laughs) when you have those options, it's a really good thing to think about. So think about where you can build these habits in. Think about all these different areas and create some healthy habits that you can do in the winter months. So we're thinking lunchtime walk, fruit with breakfast, booking in a yoga class. Start really small and gradually build up. That's what I say. And that's one of the best advice I can give. Don't go all in trying to change everything all at once. Think about a couple of things, right? Okay, number one, I want to find something exercise-wise that's going to work with me. Okay, let's work with that. Okay, fab, I've done that. I really need to improve my sleep. Okay, let's think about a bedtime routine and slowly build up that way. And also, I just want to end this podcast by talking about what happens when it all goes wrong. What happens when that meeting goes over or unexpected thing comes in and you can't make that class, you can't make that exercise thing. And the food shop didn't arrive or you got all these substitutes from from what you ordered. The kids are going crazy. All this is kicking off and you think, well, you know what? I can't do it. Can't do it. There's no point. There's no point. I want to remind you that we are all human and we get up again and we try again. One day does not make or break your goals or your habits. Long-term habits come from having these wobbles, having these ups and downs and going, okay, cool, that happened. Let's try again tomorrow. Let's try something different because this clearly isn't working and being really kind to yourself with it. If you're expecting to do it perfectly and everything to go right, you are setting yourself up for failure. Instead, think about what you'd like to achieve and try and achieve it 70% of the time. If we can aim for 70%, you're going to get your results that promise you. So focus on the ways that you can think about building things up nice and slowly, nice and gradually, being really kind to yourself, especially when things go wrong because we are all human and trying again. 
So I hope that was useful. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Dear Future Self podcast. I'm going to leave a link in the bio to my free online Zumba class, which is on every Thursday at 6.30pm for 30 minutes. It's completely free and it's also recorded for catch up as well. And there's a great community inside the Facebook group and it's completely free to be part of. So click on the link if you'd like to join and thank you so much for listening and I will see you all next week.